0: Faith, Hope and Love, Episode 385, the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time, Year C. God always answers our prayers. However, sometimes the answer is a loving but firm no. Amazingly, in the Gospel this weekend, the Apostles ask the Lord what seems a fairly sensible thing. They ask the Lord to increase their faith. Our Lord basically says to them, no, it's not the amount of faith you have, it's your application of whatever faith you have. Faith is about action and living consistently in the values of the faith. Our Lord says, even a small seed of faith can produce astounding results. If we put ourselves in God's hands and set about the wonderful work of service we've been called to, God's grace is more than sufficient. Let us humbly set to work in this excellent task. This is Faith, Hope and Love.
1: Faith, oh, man, love. All of these abide as one Love brings hope
0: Within your will, O Lord, all things are established, and there is none that can resist your will, for you have made all things, the heaven and the earth, and all that is held within the circle of heaven. You are Lord of all. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen grace to you, and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And I pray God's peace and goodness is with you all on this 27th Sunday of Ordinary Time, for this time of reflection upon the Holy Scriptures. Brothers and sisters, as we prepare ourselves to celebrate the Lord's Supper, let us first recall our sins and acknowledge them in silence. Lord Jesus, you came to reconcile us to the Father and to one another. Lord, have mercy. You heal the wounds of sin and division. Christ, have mercy. You intercede for us with the Father. Lord, have mercy. ever-living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us, to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask, through our Lord Jesus Christ your Son, who lives and reigns with you, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God for ever and ever. Amen.
2: A reading from the Book of the Prophet Habakkuk O Lord, how long shall I cry for help, and you will not listen? Or cry to you violence, and you will not save? Why do you make me see wrongdoing and look at trouble? Destruction and violence are before me, strife and contention arise. Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision, make it plain on tablets, so that a runner may read it. For there is still a vision for the appointed time, it speaks of the end and does not lie. If it seems to tarry, wait for it, it will surely come It will not delay. Look at the proud person. Their spirit is not right in them, but the righteous person lives by their faith. The Word of the Lord.
0: If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Come, ring out your joy to the Lord. Hail the rock who saves us, let us come before him giving thanks, with songs let us hail the Lord, come in, let us bow and bend low, let us kneel before the God who made us, for he is our God, and we the people who belong to his pasture, the flock that is led by his hand, or that today you would listen to his voice, harden not your hearts as it Meribah, as on that day at Massa in the desert, when your forebears put me to the test, when they tried me, though they saw my work. If today you hear his voice,
2: harden not your heart. A reading from the second letter of Saint Paul to Timothy. Beloved, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. For God did not give us a spirit of cowardice, but rather a spirit of power and of love and of self-discipline. Do not be ashamed, then, of the testimony about our Lord or of me his prisoner, but join with me in suffering for the gospel, relying on the power of God. Hold to the standard of sound teaching that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Guard the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the holy spirit living in us the word of the lord
0: hallelujah The word of the Lord stands forever. It is the word given to you, the good news. Alleluia. 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 The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Luke. The apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. The Lord replied, if you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Who among you would say to your slave, who has just come in from ploughing or tending sheep in the field, come here at once and take your place at the table? Would you not rather say to him, prepare supper for me? Put on your apron and serve me while I eat and drink. Later you may eat and drink. Do you thank the slave for doing what was commanded? So you also, when you have done all that you were ordered to do, say, We are worthless slaves. We have done only what we ought to have done. The Gospel of the Lord In this weekend's gospel, our Lord teaches us that in the life of a community, all people must deny their own self-focused designs and develop a healthy detachment from self. We are indeed heirs to God's kingdom and sons and daughters of God. But our Lord warns us that pride is the beginning of many sins and presumption is just as bad. If we develop a sense of entitlement or presumption, it can be highly corrosive. Everything we do must be for the building up of God's kingdom alone, or else it will unwittingly contribute to the building up of the kingdom of me at the expense of the kingdom of God. It becomes a form of idolatry. Our Lord uses the example of the servant. In those days, the servant could not merit anything of their own. The master, often hard and demanding but hopefully fair, was entitled to the servant's efficient service. This was expected as the norm. It was not normal to thank the servant for doing what was merely their job. The servant could often be the hardest working, most dedicated labourer in his master's house and unquestionably fully committed to everything that was for the good of that family that they worked for. But should this person demand gratitude and extra reward for this? Isn't the servant only being diligent in performing what is expected of them? Looking at things from a self-serving mindset is the opposite of what our Lord is teaching his disciples, and it taints and lessens all the good work that a Christian disciple can do. If they turn around and expect something other than merely the sense that they have helped build up God's values, then things have gone wrong. I think we can benefit from the gospel teaching very much. Just think of all the good work done by so many. And then imagine later on down the track a person who's done so much for the community metaphorically calls in the debt by demanding something to be done for them and citing as the reason for their demand all the work they've done in the past, suggesting that all that work they've done out of generosity is now the reason they can be entitled to demand a benefit. In doing so, they've absolutely, according to this parable and others like it, cancelled out all the credit of the kingdom of God and foregone the reward of the kingdom. And also, it undermines the original good motive of doing what was needed simply for the sake of doing good itself, helping to build God's kingdom and for no other reason. We need to be on our guard for this always, in ourselves and in others, as it derails the real direction of the community's efforts towards God's priorities. I must admit, as jarring as this image is, I really like it. I like this concept. It's a refreshing antidote and corrective to a world where what's in it for me and a sense of entitlement can pervade every corner of society. Pride and an inflated sense of one's own importance is often at the centre of a lot of conflict, misunderstanding, disunity, frustration and resentment. In the Gospel this weekend, our Lord reminds us that we are servants and disciples of God's Word. Our duty is to teach, to witness and to live the values of the Gospel no matter how challenging these values are, and irrespective of the opposition or ridicule that we receive from other sections of secular society, and certainly despite any criticisms or praise, cost or reward that comes from doing our job. I think of our own communities With the increase of the legal requirements for safeguarding, all workers and volunteers have to undertake even more compliance courses and fill out and provide more information for ministries they conduct. This has been very demanding and difficult for many people, and we're so grateful for the patience and generosity of so many. But there has been some outrage too, because it's been a very trying and demanding process. But this gospel today... Made me stop and think. Are we to be too outraged? Yes, there are many volunteers. Yes, it's out of the goodness of one's time and energy. But as Christians, is anyone really just a volunteer? Or are we really doing what is needed? As a disciple, to ensure the work of the gospel is fulfilled in this place at any cost, living the gospel is difficult and challenging, and it will often meet with opposition and challenges. The apostles realize the seemingly impossible demand of discipleship. So in today's gospel, they say to the Lord, increase our faith. Our Lord's reply to his disciples is a stinging rebuke. In effect, he says, more faith. If you had any faith at all, faith as puny as a tiny mustard seed, you could do great things. But doing great things is not the point. As the parable goes on to explain, What's required is merely doing what is expected. A servant's job is not in itself extraordinary, nor is it a dramatic or histrionic work. The work of a servant does not draw attention to itself. A faithful worker does what the master commands, namely both the field work as well as table service. Similarly, disciples who are servants of the Lord must do what is needed, even forgiving others seven times a day if necessary. Though this may seem extraordinary, it's in fact merely part of our daily job as followers of Christ. Our Lord uses a striking, dramatic and rather outlandish example of a mulberry tree when commanded to be uprooted and transplanted into the sea. Naturally, there's nothing to be gained by putting a mulberry tree in the sea. It would die. But it's an ancient version of our modern military saying, if your senior officer commands you to jump, don't ask why, just ask how high. Or even better, ask no questions and just do it. The Lord calls his disciples to listen to his gospel and do what's asked of them, even if it seems difficult or confusing, or even if it seems mundane. So, surprisingly, our Lord says no to the disciples when they ask for more faith. Instead, he reminds them, and us, that abundant faith is not required for discipleship. Even a little bit of faith is sufficient to do great things. It's not quantity of faith, it's how we put our faith into action. If we put even the smallest amount of faith into action, and place all our efforts in the hands of God's grace, astounding and good things will be produced. People of faith are not only those who do great, dramatic and extraordinary feats of wonder and bravery for God and Church. Actually, faith is readily expressed in ordinary, everyday acts of service, love and kindness. Our Lord instructs disciples that faith is expressed in action, and even more precisely, in obedience to Him. This image of the servant-disciple is put forward by our Lord as the ideal image of how we should see our calling as disciples, to be servants, with tasks in relation to God and God's kingdom, rather than any sense of entitlement, reward, or even the idea that we can somehow earn or merit God's love, or that God should thank us for doing what's merely necessary in our wonderful task of building up God's kingdom. And for giving unceasing thanks to God for what is rightfully God's. And what is rightfully God's is everything. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Lord is generous. Let us pray for our own needs and those of the whole world.
2: That the Lord may increase the faith of all who belong to the Church and deepen their understanding. We pray to the Lord that the leaders of the world may build a more just society. We pray to the Lord that the victims of violence and oppression may have the courage to speak out in protest and receive the help they need. We pray to the Lord that the community in which we live may be able to reach out to young people who are hurt, depressed and despairing of life. We pray to the Lord that the merciful God Reward those who have died, especially those for whom we now pray. We pray to the Lord.
0: Generous God, grant our prayers and renew our faith so that we may be always open to your will. We ask this through Christ our Lord. May we be accepted by you, O Lord, and may our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. May the Lord accept the sacrifice at our hands for the praise and glory of his name for our good and the good of all his holy church. Accept, O Lord, we pray, the sacrifices instituted by your commands and through the sacred mysteries which we celebrate with dutiful service, graciously complete the sanctifying work by which you are pleased to redeem us. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere, to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For when your children were scattered afar by sin, through the blood of your Son and the power of the Spirit, you gathered them again to yourself, that a people formed as one by the unity of the Trinity, made the body of Christ, and the temple of the Holy Spirit, might to the praise of your manifold wisdom be manifest as the Church. And so in company with the choirs of angels, we praise you, and with joy we proclaim, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of hosts, heaven and earth are full of your glory, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. and all those who, holding to the truth, hand on the Catholic and Apostolic faith. Remember, Lord, your servants. And all gathered here, whose faith and devotion are known to you, for them we offer you this sacrifice of praise, or they offer it for themselves and all those who are dear to them, for the redemption of their souls, in hope of health and well-being, and paying their homage to you, the eternal God, living and true in communion with those whose memory we venerate, especially the glorious ever-Virgin Mary, Mother of God and our Lord Jesus Christ, and blessed Joseph, her spouse, your blessed apostles and martyrs, Peter and Paul, Andrew, James, John, Thomas, James, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Simon and Jude, Linus, Cletus, Clement, Sixtus, Cornelius, Cyprian, Lawrence, Chrysogenus, John and Paul, Cosmas and Damien, and all your saints. We ask that through their merits and prayers, in all things, we may be defended by your protecting help. Therefore, Lord, we pray, graciously accept the oblation of our service, that of your whole family. Order our days in your peace, and command that we be delivered from eternal damnation, and counted among the flock of those you have chosen. Be pleased, O God, we pray, to bless The Mystery of Faith Save us, Saviour of the world, for by your cross and resurrection you have set us free. Therefore, O Lord, as we celebrate the memorial of the blessed Passion, the resurrection from the dead, and the glorious ascension into heaven of Christ your Son, our Lord, we your servants and your holy people offer to your glorious majesty, from the gifts that you have given us, this pure victim, this holy victim, In humble prayer we ask you, Almighty God, command that these gifts be borne by the hands of your holy angel to your altar on high, in the sight of your divine majesty, so that all of us who through this participation at the altar receive the most holy body and blood of your Son may be filled with every grace and heavenly blessing. Remember also, Lord, your servants who have gone before us with the sign of faith, who by the will of the Father and the work of the Holy Spirit through your death gave life to the world. Free me by this your most holy body and blood from all my sins and from every evil. Keep me always faithful to your commandments and never let me be parted from you. May the body of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. May the blood of Christ keep me safe for eternal life. Amen. The Lord is good to those who hope in him, to the soul that seeks him. A prayer for spiritual communion in union with all who are unable to physically receive communion at this time. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the blessed sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already here, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Body of Christ. Amen. What has passed our lips as food, O Lord, may we possess in purity of heart, that what has been given to us in time may be our healing for eternity. Let us pray. Grant us, Almighty God, that we may be refreshed and nourished by the sacrament which we have received, so as to be transformed into what we consume. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. I pray this week brings you an ever deeper experience of Christ's compassion and love. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.